Eternal Dirtles is a Hipsters of the Coast podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games and Cast Haven. You can find out more at patreon.com slash eternal dirtles. Welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always is Nathan Gully. And Nate, how's it going? Uh, pretty good, Zach. How about yourself? Uh, good, good. Uh, you know, got in got in some legacy this week, which is pretty nice. Yeah, me too. <laughs> How did you do? Um, I went 2-1 and one with Infect. Um, I guess I'll give you the quick rundown. It's, it's a pretty quick tournament report. It's a three-rounder. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, once again, we, we, uh, ca- we, we got the eight-person minimum. Uh, at uh, at Nebulous so that we can fire and get EE points, which is kind of great. We've been doing that pretty regularly now. Um, so if if you're listening and you're trying to get Legacy going in your area, just keep trying. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, so I was on Infect uh, round one. I played uh, I played Sam, uh, and Sam was on Sneak and Show this time. Uh, he didn't. He neither snuck nor showed. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and overall, they were. Uh, they were fun games, but unfortunately, Sam really never got to do much more than counter my pump spells. Um, Sam Rukas? No, this was uh, this was uh, Sam Bawaldi. Oh, so the other Sam. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right, but I probably didn't. So sorry, Sam, if I didn't pronounce your name right. Um, I'm sure I'll get an earful on, on this coming Thursday. Uh, so yeah. after that, I played uh, a guy who's who's new to the store and had just. Um, started playing Legacy. Uh, started playing Magic again for the pe- uh, after like a twelve year hiatus. So you know my heart goes out to this guy because that that's where I was. But he went right into Legacy. Um, and and not for nothing he had a he had a Grixis Delver deck. Um, so it wasn't like he penny sleeved up a, uh, a you know a Stompy deck from like you know nineteen ninety eight and tried to crush me. Uh, but uh, yeah, he uh, the the games were close. Uh, it went to three games, but um, I was able to win uh, in in turns uh, in the the third uh, in the third game, and and the game the, the games were really interactive as as that matchup tends to be. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I was able to get out a uh, what's called the Sullivan Safekeeper, and uh, and things got kind of dicey for him because all of his land uh, removal spells just became land removal spells, and I had out plenty of uh, mana dorks as well, so um, that yeah. pretty much worked out for me. Um, uh, then, card. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that card... That, I, I definitely like that card against, against Grixis a lot, um, and I'm not sure how I feel about the, the new green card from... Uh, from uh, Ixalan as far as uh, the card that lets you draw a card anytime your guys get targeted. I think yeah. that's got a spot, a spot, maybe main deck, but definitely in the sideboard. Yeah. Um, I have to figure out what that card is in a second. But uh, So uh, then in uh, round three, I played against Adam. Uh, Adam's been on Big Red for a while, the eight Blood Moon, uh, Chalice of the Void, you know, Trinisphere yeah. Nightmare that is... Uh, that is uh, k- kind of becoming a mainstay of the of the format. I feel like that's this is a deck that we're seeing a lot more of, and I think that's yeah. because of like Grixis Delvers and and Checkpile's dominance. Um, 
pretty greedy mana bases, and this deck uh, does does a lot against them. So um, it was a tough uh, game one, but I was able to get it. Game two, um, I almost snuck through uh, because he chalice on one immediately, and I, I actually snuck through a couple of spells. Uh, uh, and, and you know, I, I I tend not to try to be the guy who sneaks through spells on his on his opponent, but I know that. Um, you know, I know that I, I have to make sure that the people that I'm playing with are playing to the best of their ability, and I don't want them to make mistakes when they go to a larger tournament. So I figured I was going to try and play this as hard as I could against Adam, uh, just to try and like you know give give him some practice. I was pretty sure he's going to beat me at this point, um, yeah. but I, I snuck through a Vines of Vestwood because it you know it looked like it cost two, um, and and he he let it go and that almost killed him. Um, but uh, luckily, he was able to uh, uh, win like a turn or two later. But it, it put him pretty high on the infect thing. He's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I didn't see that." But I feel like I used to have an, an opinion about about sneaking spells through with chalice that was like, "Don't do it. That's kind of it's rude." You know, like your opponent's stopping you from playing those spells. But I think it's really important to do that, especially to people that you uh, people that you play against normally, because. You want to see those people not miss those triggers like we did our friend Tony. Uh, missed a few triggers uh, yeah. at, at, uh, at EE. And yeah. I, I think that it's, it's better practice for you to attempt to kind of always put them on the, on the uh, awareness of, like, you're going you're gonna to lose if you don't pay attention to your own chalice, you know? Um, I don't know how, you know, I'm still, I'm still developing an opinion about how I feel about playing that way. But well, I, I honestly forgot uh, as well when I cast the, the Well, the that's, that's the thing, too. Yeah, like, I have a story like that from last night. But, like, I think that with things like Young Pyromancer and Delve, like, firing spells into a chalice oh, is, yeah, for sure. is, like, legitimately a thing to do. And if they say, if they, if you put a car, put on the card on the stack and you stare at them and they say, okay, I mean... Yeah, it's not I mean, like you're you necessarily yeah. trying to fool him, and I have a story like that from last night. But I'll let you finish. Yeah, um, yeah, but so yeah, uh, Adam Adam destroyed me in the third game. I, I don't I don't even know if I get to play Magic that third game, uh, yeah. and and that was and that was pretty much it. I went two one. Uh, we we had like ten. I think we had like ten people. So you know, I walked away with some some uh, in store prizes, and then uh, you know that was that was my legacy. I did two pre releases over the weekend, which was you know a little bit more Magic than I'm used to in a week. But uh, so yeah, so how'd your uh, uh, How'd your uh, legacy go? Last night I played uh, I played ad nauseum tendrils at uh, Paragon. It's the first I've ever played Storm and Dormant Paper. I was pretty excited. You know, it's been a while. Like I bought Lion's Eye Diamonds right before I went on my trip to E, and uh, I haven't played with them yet. Uh, and then I took like a week off of playing Magic just because I was kind of tired of it after Eternal Travaganza and had a lot of stuff to do around the house. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, I'm like really amped up, but I, as I've mentioned before, like I have no idea how to sideboard with Storm or how to build a sideboard for Storm. Yeah. And I thought, I, I was like, okay, so I built my sideboard, I looked at some sideboards, and the card of Braid, which I've been very high on, has been appearing, and I think it's good. Yeah. I didn't play any green spells, I didn't play Abrupt Decay, I didn't play uh, Xanted Swarm, I just wanted to uh, try it with three colors. And so I was like, building my sideboard, I had a couple ideas, like... Dark Confidant or Deathroid Shaman or Thing in the Ice, something like off the wall. I end up settling on Painful Truths. 
Okay. So I have a pretty standard sideboard because I got these two painful truths. What I don't have in my sideboard is any bounce spells, except for Hercules Recall. And the reason I didn't have any bounce spells was I was like, well, I can abrade any chalices, and I have Hercules Recall, right? Sure. Well, I, just spoiler alert, I ended up playing against four decks last night, three of which had Merit Lage, and three of which had Grizzlebrand. <laughs> <laughs> or, sorry, sorry, two, sorry, two Grizzlebrand decks, three Merit Lage decks. Uh, you know, so there was that means yes, so, I played against like Depth yeah. Reanimator Hybrid. Yeah, <laughs> um, you're so, saying that you didn't you didn't try to braid a uh, Grizzlebrand? No, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> it was so bad. It was just it was funny. It was funny how it turned out because like you know people think about bounce in Storm as like oh you need to like bounce the things that are locking you out, but like removing lock pieces is not nearly as hard as like not dying to a twenty twenty. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> like like lots of stuff lots of stuff can deal with that you know what you can't do is block a 2020 with a goblin token so it's i sit down do, for sure but, I, but i've got so i'm th- but i was thinking the painful truths would be good i was expecting like a lot of grixisy grindy decks um and a decent amount of like you know just more like fair mid-range decks but i guess in the week i've been gone people just really went all in on dark depths and grizzle brand <laughs> which is which happens in utah yeah we have this this sort of like sway back and forth between the like dark depths grizzle brand meta and the like fair super fair super blue meta mm-hmm. so anyway i show up and and uh it's we had i think we had 18 or 19 players last night it was a pretty nice it was a pretty nice group i know we had one buy so it was 19 at least it was not number um my first round i played against ray local player uh whose range is basically like 50 50 he's either playing lands or he's playing like a tier one blue deck Okay. And I sat down and I lost a die roll. And my hand was like one of those hands where it's like couple lands, couple, but like you can sort of ponder on turn one, and then on turn two, it's sort of natural like probe, lotus petal, ritual, empty the warrens. Like I drew the empty the warrens in my opening hand. Yeah. And I had that like turn two, make a bunch of goblins, and I probably should have thrown it back. I kind of felt like he was playing check pile, and that would have been a good plan against check pile. Um, sort of like ponder on the first turn looking for like a duress and then see if he has it on the second turn. And if not, you know, just kind of make a bunch of goblins and see what happens. Yeah. But I realized I should have respected more that he could have been playing lands or miracles because he does play those decks a lot and I should have thrown it back. So, you know, of course he's playing lands, which doesn't sound so bad except I probe him and he's got tabernacle in his hand. <laughs> so And his hand is like stupid. It's like, it's Wasteland Thespian Stage. This, this is actually after he's already gone Grove into Gamble and discarded Exploration or something. I forget what he, I forget what happened. So he Groves into Gamble, and then because he won the die roll, then on my turn I look at his hand and it's like uh, Wasteland Thespian Stage Tabernacle, um, Mana Bond, Life from the Loam, and uh, some other land that I forget. But the upshot is like. His turn is going to be play Mana Bond, go to end step, put everything I need in play, dis- and discard Loam. Yeah. <laughs> so he's going to have no hand. and But he's got Tabernacle, so I can't just like make zombies or make uh, goblins. So basically, I spend the entire first game trying to find another way to win. Um, I'm fetching around his wasteland and you know all this stuff, but I just can't do it before he manages to find his combo. His combo, I should say. And I get my face keep my Merit Lage. In game two, he has turn one... Um, Crop Rotation, Ancient Tomb, Sphere of Resistance. So that puts me off for a couple turns. 
and I'm on. I have a turn where if I like abrade his sphere at the end of his turn, I can untap and win. But he plays a second sphere on that turn, so I don't win. Yeah, that's I, a lot of like, spheres. <laughs> yeah, he has two spheres in play, and I just kind of. And then he triple ghost quarters me, and then I and I scoop it up. So, so that was pretty inauspicious. Round two was against Jeff. Uh, okay, so Jeff plays Maverick, and in game one, he like has Green Sun Zenith, and I look at his hand, and he has another Green Sun Zenith and potentially three mana, but he also has Knight and Tireless Tracker, and he thinks I'm playing Delver, so. I'm like, please don't Zenith Fatigue and pass. He plays a knight and then um, and then uh, I just win because I have like five zero mana artifacts. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but in game two, I, in game two, I had Dread of Night in my opener and he had Mom and Thalia. So actually it was a pretty sick uh, opener. Ooh, yeah. But he also had Ether Sworn Cannonist, which is just a 1-1. One, one. Mm-hmm. And he managed to Golgari charm my uh, Dread of Night and play Thalia. So then I had Either Sworn Candidates and Thalia to contend with. It didn't do anything. In game three, he had a turn to Gaddic Teague, and I just never found an abrade before yeah. uh, I got two to death. Actually, he had Gaddic Teague, and then he had Stoneforge into uh, Sword of Fire and Ice. So, I mean, that, like the clock was pretty fast. Okay, so round three, um, I played against Pat, and Pat has played a lot of decks um he's been he's played in fact he's played reanimator so i'm not quite sure what to expect he was on the uh reanimator uh depths hybrid it turned out and in game one i had a win except for the fact that i so i had a passive flames in my board and a passive flames in my main deck and like a dummy i boarded both of them out <laughs> accidentally Oh jeez! So I was looking for my pass and flames to like win the game, and instead I found myself looking at a Tormod script. So <laughs> I meekly scooped it up. <laughs> yeah. And then in game two, he managed to get a Grizzle Brand out before I could do anything. He had oh he had Leyline of the Void, and then um yeah he had Leyline of the Void on turn one, so all my graveyard shenanigans were dead. And then um he had he actually played a Helm. Which I had to abrade. Oh, yeah. And I brought him the abrade because I didn't know if he would have, like, you know, a sphere effect or something. I'm not quite sure, sure what they would do. It turned out, oh, he had Vampire Hex Mage. So I did, like, yeah. I did, like, have to abrade that. Uh, bring the abrade in for that. Um, so uh, I lost. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that right? <laughs> yeah. He had Leyline of the Void and Helm, which I had to stop to abrade so I didn't die. And then he just found Grizzlebrand. Like he ritualed out the Helm. It was pretty smart. Yeah. Um, then in round four, which was really just for fun, I played against Gabe. Gabe is on Black Red Reanimator. And um, I won game one, like facing down like certain death. That was pretty cool. That was like a nice win after. Uh, <laughs> There's some pretty miserable, uh, there's some pretty pretty miserable matchup luck. Yeah. Uh, but then in the other two games, he just had Chancellor, and that's like what I was saying before is that like he revealed the Chancellor, um, opening in his opening hand, and then like I had to go, you know, it was my turn, so I just like played Cabal Therapy and targeted him, and he never said anything about the Chancellor trigger and said what are you naming and started reveal his hand. And then, like, as he was revealing his hand, he saw the Chancellor that he had revealed from his hand. Yeah. He goes, oh, 
<laughs> like I didn't name anything relevant. I think I named uh, Entomb and he didn't have one. Yeah. Um, but it's funny. Like I would have been nice to name uh, to be able to name Chancellor. But, like you can't actually do that, which is yeah, kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't even name the card that kills you because <laughs> it just then they just reanimate it. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, he had Chancellor in the other two games, and that just is really really hard to beat. Um, almost harder to beat than Thalia because you can't abrade it. So. Anyway, 04 with Storm my first time through. Didn't really... I mean, it was funny. It was more like, if I had brought some bounce, I might have been in better shape. Could have, like... That new bounce card we talked about in the Ixalan review. Yeah. A bit interesting. Echoing Truth might have been good, but... Yeah. Anything. <laughs> Chain of Vapor. Like, I didn't have anything like that. I had Hercules Recall. So, good job by me. I did I did cast a Painful Truth against Maverick. Um, but it uh, wasn't enough. That was when I was digging for my braid. Never found it. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, you know, both of us went, you know, not great uh, over the week for, okay. for Legacy, you know. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, 2-1 is... It's it's hard to know whether or not I was playing well or, you know, what was yeah. going on. In a three-round tournament, you never really know. Right. Um, but, uh... With that being said, um, I feel like we should probably talk about what the the current legacy meta sort of looks like and sort of how to fight that. Well, yeah, I mean, with, with the Turtle Extravaganza, I mean, there was a lot of those checkpile four-color decks running around, and there's yeah. a lot of that online. The four-color Leovold deck, right? That's the number yeah. one deck right now. It's, uh, yeah. As far as uh, the legacy metagame is concerned, that's, that's 16%, 17% of decks is that deck. That's a pretty high percentage. In fact, I think I sort of psyched myself out last night by seeing so many of them at a Turtle Extravaganza and seeing so many of them online and sort of just assuming there would be a lot of them locally. Um, I mean, the deck is interesting. It's not, like, unbeatable. Yeah. You know, it's going to have clunky draws and, like, you can sort of get ahead of it at times. But it is frustrating. They just, they just grind you out, like, so almost effortlessly with all of their value creatures and then Kolagon's command, which is super good. Yeah, it's card like, card dumb. Yeah. <laughs> the other so, thing that I yeah, the other thing that I think we see a lot though is Dark Depths. Like I, it was it won Eternal Extravaganza, like a mm-hmm. Turbo Depths deck. Lands is a popular deck if it's around. There's just lots of variations on it now. I, there were there were I think four or five out of eighteen or nineteen people last night playing some variant of Dark Depths combo in their deck. It might have even been more than that. Because we had two Lands players, Maverick player, another guy who had it with Solemnity, another guy who had it with uh, Mirage Mirror. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and then Mirage the hybrid Mirror. deck. Yeah, yeah. He had Mirage Mirror Depths as his deck. In fact, I, I checked it on one of his rounds. His opponent was playing uh, Lightning Rift, and she had uh, Triple Blood Moon, Caracas, and Humility. So he was never going to act, oh, never going to pay for her. 2020. <laughs> yeah, good right? For her. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but the, so, like, you've got this sort of, like, vice where point removal is is good, you know, or nice to have against a check pile deck. But it's really terrible against, <laughs> like, a Merit Lage deck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I mean, let's let's look at the meta right now, right? We've got uh, four color Leovold, Grixis Delver at nine percent. Yeah. Uh, Ad nauseum tendrils at eight percent. Uh, Must be nice. Elves at f- at five and a half. Miracles at five and a half. Death and taxes at three point seven. Eldrazi Stompy 
at uh, three, and twin stone blade at, at uh, three as well, which is pretty is actually an even cut to eight. Now I don't know if the, a lot of this is online, so you know you're seeing a, a bit of a skew here. Like we haven't seen any lands decks, obviously, in, in that there's no infect, which I don't feel like people are really playing a lot of, honestly. Yeah, um, I mean theoretically, it's not a very, it's not a very favorable meta for infect. But it, sometimes you just get there. Yeah, right? it seems it seems funny to me because it's like, I don't know, the deck's just so streamlined and like you know for, uh, linear that like it just does what it does. Like the next the next deck in that in this list is Burn, which is basically you know very similar as far as like linear decks are concerned. You're just trying to kill your opponent, um, uh, except for you know Burn doesn't generally include counter spells. So um, this rise in elves is something that I'm surprised took like this long. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> like mean, it's, Elves, it's... Elves is good, and it's very good against other fair decks. And if Four Color Leovold is the deck to beat, Elf seems fine. Yeah, um, I think so... that if I were to choose a deck to play right now uh, against against the meta, um, knowing that like Lands is out there, um, you know, eating up a large portion of the uh, the decks that we're we're not seeing online, um, I think Miracles would be where I w- would want to put my money. Yeah, Miracles is still very much in flux, but I think it's good. Yeah. Like, whatever whatever you end up with, it seems pretty strong. You know, of would you I'm go looking... for, like, this... Go on. Sorry. No, I was saying... Uh, so of course, I'm looking at the 5-0s right now on uh, online, and and, uh, and I see Ziggy Stardust on here. Uh, our yeah. friend Tim... Ha- uh, Ak- Akhtenar. Eh, Ak- 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 yeah, Ak- <laughs> I can't say I it when you. I'm trying to say it on, on, uh, on cast for some reason. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, uh, he's he's uh, he was five and zero apparently with uh, white, he played black, Esper. blue Esper. It's Esper Delver, yeah. Okay, he's on Esper Delver. All right. Yeah. Uh, I was Which... just like, oh, did he did he get a uh, miracles five uh, zero? I guess not. <laughs> well, 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 the question is, I guess, like, are you going for the Susan counterbalance idea, or are you going for like the Turbo Mentor plan? Um, I would prescribed turbo mentor but i think you know that might not be the way everybody else is is heading um but turbo mentor just seems uh like the fastest way to get get it over with um and having access to sorts of plowshares and snapcasters right now uh seems seems like the way to be everyone's trying to cheat out some ridiculous creature and if they can do that and you're like okay well that's cool and all but uh your grizzle brand just gained you seven life from the uh, you know, you're still down one life from the reanimate. Reanimate. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting how, like, you got, like, I was saying last night about the bounce, like, not playing bounce. Like, bounce is really good against Grizzlebrand and Merit Lage. Mm-hmm. You know, just because, you know, sacrifice effects are okay, right? Like, those are okay. Um, but those can actually, those are easier to get around. And, you know, I feel like um, packing, and, but bounce effects also tend to come cheaper and more at instant speed, and yeah. come with more goodies attached, right? Like there's a scry, now there's that scry two one. I'm looking at these miracles list because I'm trying to find one that I that I played against that had intuition and uh, accumulated knowledge instead of predict. Whoa! Like people are doing a lot of stuff in this miracles. In this miracles, uh, I mean, I just uh, think I really show. like predict as as a. Two mana draw two almost every time. 
yeah, I was I was surprised to see it, but it is it makes sense. I mean, it's sort of the same thing. Accumulated knowledge is going to draw one and then draw two, you know. So yeah. like, but you don't have to set it up like predict. Like by the time you set up a predict, it's probably the same. Um, but really, like the, the strength of that deck is just being able to sword snap swords. Yeah. Um, and uh, but yeah, I got I'm, and yeah. you know force of wills. I mean, counterspells still an amazing magic card. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, and with with Snapcaster Mage, it's 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 sad too. Like they just hit their land drops, and there's not really much you can do about it. You know. Yeah, um, the big red deck has trouble with this deck because they play ba- enough basics that you know, you know, like a Chalice on one doesn't really do a ton to this deck, and they have uh, you know unexpectedly absent to deal with that. They have uh, you know uh, Council's Judgment, so you know there's. Plenty of ways for them to get around a chalice on one if, if you're playing against one of those decks. Uh, well, I, you know, like, Storm is a problem for this deck, but they can decide to play Flusterstorm main deck if they want to. This guy has two Flusterstorms main deck I'm looking at, with two more in the sideboard, and that's that's getting reprinted. So, all my Storm, all my storm bros. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. funny that, like, it's it, I, I don't know how long it's been, what, like... Three, four months, and I'm I'm like trying to convince people to play miracles. <laughs> well, <know>? yeah, <laughs> I think the deck I think the deck is is plenty good. I think it's it's way harder to play now just because yeah, your the sequencing of your cantrips is so important. Like Portent is really not a great card, <laughs> and sometimes that's what you got, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it it doesn't have the ability to like just lock people out immediately in a way that's relevant um or like force people into like a corner now i do think that soothsaying counterbalance as like a small package two to three of each Mm -hmm. uh, is really nice in the late game when they can clean up the board and then have this thing to, to stabilize the board whereas there was you know four top four counterbalance was a much more was much more commitment to that package yeah Plus, top could trigger counterbalance itself, um, or, or I'm sorry, counter a spell like a one drop without you having to guess. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's still relevant, but I, you know, mentor is also really hard to deal with. But um, I think that the real the real thing that's making it it's taking some time to adapt is is the lister and flux, and it is much harder to play uh, now. Uh, my friend who usually plays miracles last night was just playing blue black death shadow. He's like, yeah, I needed a break. I just needed something like linear. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that it's it's not necessarily the most fun deck to play, but I think it's it's the deck that, um, is probably, the I, I don't know. It just seems well positioned right now. You know, like it it seems like the kind of deck that you can you can uh, actually fight the weird stuff that people are doing to to mess with Grixis and uh, and uh, Checkpile. Yeah, I mean, it plays Blood Moon, so like the Blood Moon plan is not good against it. No. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think we're you know we're, we are. It's funny that it was not a the, we're not seeing big red in the top eight up here, but I do feel like the deck is popular Super online and in, yeah. and, and in paper. Not so much out here in Utah, but definitely I, you know, obviously uh, our friend played it at Charles Travaganza, and I was following him around. He was not the only person yeah. doing it, um, and the, the deck is pretty good with Chandra Torch of Defiance, like. It's funny how one card just really makes a big difference, uh, and you know, just being able to get a little bit of extra draw or extra card selection. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But you know, last night I, I was I was wondering last night as I was getting my you know face caved in by horrifying monsters, like how is like is it really like impossible to play smallpox? Like is that just not ever good? Like I I'm like this it, it's a mana denial deck. It takes like people are playing to the board, right? Sure. And like if someone goes like land death right and then you just smallpox them. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's, that's it's pretty so strong. Brutal. I mean, that, yeah. assuming that's assuming you you're on the play, but um, I don't know, man. Uh, Smallpox is a tough is a tough deck to to ride into a tournament with because you you have to feel like you're just not doing it justice if you don't have the chains, you don't have the abyss, <laughs> yeah, and right. the void, right? Like you're you're you you got to feel like those cards that are just bonkers expensive, right? Uh, just you need those. Yeah, and it, it's like. I was almost like, could you just play like blue pox and just get put brainstorm and ponder in the deck and like just set it up like easier? Would that be like enough to just make it good? Just because the card seems so strong right now, like um, if you're built around it, other other people are really not, you know? Yeah. Like taking someone's land, I mean, it's easy. Like we have it's a wasteland format and it's a blood moon format, but there are a lot of decks that just really fall apart if you can go after their land consistently. And especially if you can also take a creature with it, right? Yeah. Like I, I was mean, thinking about all sorts of like wildfire, like you know, wildfire. Though I guess we don't need wildfire since we have a big red deck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. Um, I mean, that's the then, wonderful thing about smallpox is that like even if your opponent you know turn one delvers and you turn two smallpox, like you're getting rid of their land, you're getting rid of their delver, you're getting rid of another card in their hand. You know, assuming this resolves and all. But, um, th- and that's generally the problem with a land destruction deck, is that, like, if your opponent slams a threat, there's, you're behind, and, like, killing his land doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, right, exactly. Like, um, it's sort of how I feel. I mean, uh, him to Torok is played in, in the check pile deck, and it just sort of plays a little bit of everything. That's why it's such a great name for the deck. It literally is like a pile, like, you read the deck list, and you're like, oh, it's got this and this and this, okay, yeah. Um, him to Torok, though, it's like, for a while like those bug came to Torok Delver decks were very popular and then like I feel like people realize like well this deck doesn't have lightning bolt and I can kill everything in this deck with one mana spells <laughs> like Fatal Push kills Tarmogoyf you know yep. and Deathrite and Delver and Bolt and Swords of Plowshares are very strong like I could just wait this deck out and you know they're gonna be you know they're not set up for the late you know they're, they're, they're trying to be set up for the late game but in a way that isn't great you know yeah. um and that is a that is a problem i have a smallpox where I'm like i can't imagine myself drawing a dead him or dead Ooh. sinkhole at the late game that's you know? the ultimate because, worst and that's why i was like could i just play ponder in smallpox if i had that? like a dollar for every time in my magic career i've drawn like a duress or a him to torak you know and my opponent just had nothing in his hand uh i'd have several dollars Right. But um, I guess the, the upshot is, like, I feel like this is what we have for a meta right now. Yeah. And people are, you know, some you know, some people are irritated, some people aren't, you know. But I still feel like there's some there's some holes that can be exploited that people aren't really taking advantage of. Like, I kind of felt like playing Storm as I was, like, driving up to the uh, store, like, it's a bad idea. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, a lot of decks have a like. There's so many tools to fight it. Like, you know, Godspeed to the people who are able to uh, 
play well with that deck consistently. I almost found it easier to play Storm in the Miracles era, which was when I was doing okay with it online. Um, just because you sort of, like, everything was sort of more settled. And now when things aren't settled, you know, suddenly you show up. Yeah, and, you just never uh, know who you're going to play against. Them. never know what you're going to play. Am I going to play against a bunch of lock pieces? Am I play against a bunch of discard? I don't know, you know? That's, so. Again, that's why I like having access to, like, a linear deck like that. Like, you know, like Infector Burn, where you can just, you know, turn your mind off and be like, they have to have the answers for my deck. Yeah. You know? Um but yeah, I don't know. Miracles, I think, is strong. I think that there is a there is a place for like um, something like smallpox now. Like if you're if you're the kind of person who's like we need like a different kind of deck, so let's do something different. I, I don't see why I don't see why it can't be good. Uh, maybe I'll give it a shot and see what happens. Uh, maybe I'll find out why. I mean, just as long as you don't spend a bunch of money on on nether voids and then find out this deck is terrible. Yeah, I have to borrow nether voids. Yeah. How much is another void online? You think? Oh God, not probably not that bad. Probably like twenty dollars or something. Another void, one dollar. <laughs> there you go. Twenty one dollar bills will get you twenty nether voids. Well, the the hard part about about pox is just like the, is like I said, the draws are bad, and that was the kind of deck that I would have been curious to play with Sensei's Divining. Of top. course, yeah, the deck yeah, played yeah. Sensei's Divining Top. It played yeah, it. A lot of people uh, played. And relied on it, you know. Yeah. Um, not everyone, not everyone played it. So we like to just, you know, play up. Like I'm playing off the top, and that's what I'm doing because that's what this deck is about. But um, I always felt the top was a good card for that because you really need to like close games out. That's a thing about that's a thing about the, the format too. If you don't close games out, like if you can't, if your deck can't deliver, this is like what happened to me to Turtle Extravaganza, right? When I was drawing a lot of, or I was in situations where I was drawing dead cards, even though I was like ahead theoretically. Um, if you can't close the game out, other decks are going to come back. Like the yeah. oh, resiliency yeah. of every deck in Legacy is very high right now. And uh, if you're not the resilient one, you're in trouble. Uh, uh, yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, but yeah, it was, a, it was a, it's a nice light week though. We're in like a light a light week or a light time period for Legacy. Yeah, right? there's no there's Good. no giant news. You know, no big tournaments coming up immediately. Um, Champs you know. is in about a month. Yep. Interesting to see what, what comes up in time for Champs. So. Um, uh, I should remind everybody that we're going to be doing our drawing at the uh, end of the month, which is in just a couple of days. Um, currently, if you get in for a dollar, you will win a Is It Playmat. So there, we have no, uh, no one on the, the uh, contest yet. So this is your chance to snipe up a free Playmat. Yeah. EternalDurtles.com <laughs> or... Uh, Patreon.com slash Eternal Dirtles. Um, But yeah, I think that that might be it for us. Yeah, it's a short one this week. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Where does he get those wonderful toys?